I was schooled in an all boys school that had very much a focus on sports and high achieving academics. So if you were kind of mainstream to a degree, you kind of didn't necessarily get looked at as, as much, you know, as those sort of key groups. So I guess I kind of wasn't necessarily myself as looking back as probably what I could have been. And then, you know, as soon as I left school, I guess, sought out the community a little bit. That was kind of grounded me a little bit and gave me a really good sort of taster as to, you know, what the community was like in general. Hi folks, my name is Caitlin Rigsby. I'm a pansexual woman living on Gunai Kurnai country, working with the Gippsland Pride Initiative as president and founder. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the lands on which this podcast episode was recorded, the Barakalong lands of the Gunai Kurnai Nation, and pay my respects to elders past and present. I would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you live, work and play today, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We recognise the important role that art has played on these lands for thousands of years and feel privileged to work alongside artists continuing the creative practice of one of the oldest surviving cultures in the world. Always was, always will be. The episode you're about to hear is with the amazing Jason Clough. Jason is a gay man from the Latrobe City region, but has grown up and spent most of his life in New Zealand. He joined us in the Gippsland Pride Initiative in 2022 as the Latrobe City Rep. And he came about finding us and connecting with us uh, due to his incredible volunteerism with the State Emergency Service. Jason is just kindness and light. He's enthusiastic. He is just He's the warmth in the room and doesn't hesitate to be uncomfortable. He will go out of his way to make sure that, like his experience, no one one feels alone. He's taken these spaces that are, you know, cisgender, white, often male, particularly like emergency spaces, and really thrown himself into opening the doors to our community and educating and providing spaces for our community to engage with emergency services. And I think in country Victoria, that's particularly powerful. I don't think Jason knows that. I think he knows that it's a good thing, but I don't really think he knows his impact because what he's done has started this really amazing, meaningful connection that's breaking down barriers. So I'm thrilled that he felt comfortable to share his story. So his interview is about his life and his journey, his volunteerism, um, and I hope you enjoy every bit of it. I'm Jason Clough, been in Gippsland for the last three years, uh, originally from New Zealand. I've been in Australia for six years uh, and uh, also a volunteer of the State um, Emergency Service as well. Okay. And I have recently embarked on a pilot project um, focusing on diversity and inclusion uh, within um, SES in particular, but sort of creating a bit of a, uh, I guess, a cohesive kind of collective of um, other emergency services. So 
sort of all singing from the same hymn sheet, so to speak. Mm, how's that going? Yeah, really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, we, we sort of only started it in May, uh, so it's still sort of tracking along really well. We had um, our first event last year. Um, we sort of try to catch up regularly um, as um, sort of like an interagency conversation. Uh, and then uh, Gippsland's Day Out um, next Saturday in Trelgan uh, will be our second event um, that the uh, emergency services will all sort of be there. Mm. Um, and I, I guess kind of our main objective is to uh, engage with the uh, community um, and sort of, in a way, sort of build those relationships with the wider community to say that, you know, all their services are here, you know, we're all supportive of one each other, uh, of one and one another and the wider community. Um, so it's, it's about that sort of visibility. Mm, okay. And what kind of difference do you think that's making? I think it, like it's, it's very slow and, and obviously because that's our second event, um, we've had some really positive feedback from the community thus far. Um, and I think after next weekend more so, and I think that'll gradually sort of build over time. Uh, cause you often get comments like, um, from the general public that, you know, they weren't aware that the, uh, emergency services support diversity and inclusion, um, both, you know, volunteers, but also, uh, in various sort of paid roles. Mm. Mm. And have you had any resistance? Um, or have yeah, you come up against it? Yeah, obviously, you, you know, you get those few not so sort of nice, uh, not so nice comments, um, which is, you know, a little bit disappointing. Um, but it's kind of one of those things that you just kind of have to brush off, try and, and educate, um, you know, that particular um, person, um, and, you know, just kind of focus on why you're there and kind of the, the bigger picture that you're sort of working towards. Mm. Um, and it, it's kind of a little bit surprising who those sort of negative comments come from too. It's not who you would necessarily sort of think. Um, and again, that's a little bit sort of disappointing. Um, but it, it's trying to sort of educate the, the future sort of generations rather than, um, you know, necessarily focusing on those sort of negative comments. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, from your own personal perspective, mm. what do you, what do you feel like you're trying to achieve in, in creating di- inclusion? And Yeah, I, I think it's trying to create that visibility mm-hmm. and kind of start to break down some of those sort of barriers or perceptions and, you know, focus on the, the positives and focus on sort of the future rather than necessarily focusing on the past. Mm. Um, and, you know, working collectively with other people, other agencies, you know, other community organisations so that, you know, we, I guess, uh, sort of working all as one. Mm. Yeah. Do you think there's like organisations that, you know, pretty mainstream mm. that are important to the whole community. Yeah. If they're seen to be uh, doing work towards inclusivity and yeah. visibility and that has a lot of power, 
Yeah. 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 Most definitely. And um, it's great to see that um, Victoria Police have been really supportive um, with all the events um, that Gippsland Pride Initiative have been doing, but also the work, you know, that that I've been doing as well. Uh, and they'll be playing very much uh, a significant role in next weekend, um, which is fantastic. Um, so, you know, it, it's, as you said, it's, it's getting those, um, you know, well-recognised mm-hmm. state uh, agencies to, you know, work as one and ironically that's one of the values that SES has is working as one and you know kind of working or working together towards those sort of common goals um, because I think that will gradually start um, you know as I said breaking down those barriers and you know showing the community that you know we can all work together as one you know we're all saying the same things Um, And I think that will sort of, I guess, make a difference over time. How did you end up in the Gippsland? So, yeah, it was kind of a little bit, I guess, of a fluke how that happened. Um, It wasn't necessarily planned, um, but I'd done a, a little bit of behind the scenes work the 2019-2020 bushfires in, in the incident control space. Uh, so I had the opportunity to, to work in Melbourne, but also come uh, down to Terrelgan. So I'd visited the area a couple of times and got the opportunity to sort of move and decided that Gippsland might be a really good spot to move to. And three years down the track, I'm still here. Okay, what have you liked about it and what have you not liked about it? <laughs> uh, well, you know, generally um, it, it's it's been really, like, positive. Um, obviously, um, it's very central, you know, you're, you're pretty close to mountains. I guess it's very central to mountains, the beach, um, Melbourne. Um, so, so it's, you know, really good in that respect. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a really like nice spot to be because you're close enough to the city, but not too close. So you kind of get the the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, since I've been, um, involved with, uh, Gippsland Pride Initiative and, you know, becoming a committee member late last year, I've sort of started to um, involve myself more and more in the, the, the wider Pride community uh, because that was probably missing a little bit beforehand. In your life? Uh, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, being in um, the emergency service, I had the opportunity to attend a few of the, the midsummer events uh, previously, but, you know, this is... The, the first sort of time I've I've been to multiple events and met other general c- community members, but also you know members of the pride community as well. Mm. Um, so it's you know it's super exciting to kind of make those connections and sort of you know be all together you know doing really fun and exciting things. Mm. When you have become more involved and met more people, do, does it do you do did you feel like oh? Oh, that's what was missing in my life. Or yeah, a, a wee bit. Um, I tend to be, in terms of personality, I'm not necessarily like 
loud and and out there and sort of amongst it, I kind of tend to take a take a slight sort of step back and sort of watch from the corners. But yeah, it it's yeah, it's it's kind of quite a contrast sort of being amongst the community and I've not kind of felt that connection for probably a, a, a long time and, you know, even more so uh, living in um, New Zealand, I wasn't sort of actively involved in the, the Pride community either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's been quite a sort of contrast probably the last six months. Okay. Mm. Or more, which is, you know, super exciting because um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking of, you know, all the things that I could be involved in moving forward, but also, you know, what we're sort of collectively doing with GPI and within SES and the, the kind of wider, um, you know, pilot project mm. I'm involved in as well. Mm. And were you, was it a conscious choice not to be involved like in New Zealand or prior to this or...? Yes and no. Um, where I was living sort of made it a little bit difficult um, because it wasn't necessarily a main centre um, compared to, you know, the likes of Auckland um, and Wellington. Um, I was living in Christchurch um, for a wee bit, so probably got a, a, a taster um, more so of what the community was like than prior to that. Um, and was actually living in Christchurch when the, the big, uh, Christchurch earthquake occurred. Um, and, um, that sort of obviously changed the dynamics for everyone, you know, more so, um, uh, within the pride community as, as well, but sort of generally, mm. um, and then moved sort of back up to the North Island and then was there for a little bit and then, um, permanently, emigrated over to Australia. So mm. it's, um, yeah, it's quite a different sort of feel being involved in the community over here. Um, you know, especially since I've been here for a wee while. Mm, okay. What mm. are those key differences do you think? Um, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say they're very different, but obviously the, the personality differences, um, obviously the, um, the accent, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, I'd, it, yeah, it's interesting because I sort of tend to levitate towards living in places that aren't necessarily in the hustle and bustle. So generally everyone's a lot more sort of relaxed and laid back and it's not so sort of buzzing, but then it's also quite nice to be amongst that as well um so yeah it, it's kind of quite interesting getting i guess the best of both worlds but sort of on your terms to a degree because you can choose to kind of put yourself in that and then you know choose when to remove yourself from it mm. but um yeah generally like it, it's all being positive okay So growing up in New Zealand, did you have any particular challenges in expressing um, yourself? Initially, yes, probably I did uh, because I was in uh, school in an all boys school that had 
very much a focus on um, sports and um, sort of high achieving academics. So if you were kind of mainstream to a degree, you kind of didn't necessarily get looked at as as much, you know, as those sort of key groups. Um, so I, I guess I kind of wasn't necessarily myself as looking back as probably what I could have been. And then, you know, as soon as I sort of left school, sort of, I guess, sought out the community a little bit. And then, um, as I said, when I moved to the South Island and, and Christchurch, kind of, that's when I sort of, I guess, fully immersed myself. Um, so kind of made up for it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that was kind of super cool because, like, I felt really comfortable and and um, made some really good friends while, you know, living down uh, in the South Island because I was there for a good few years before moving again. But that was kind of grounded me a little bit and gave me a really good sort of taster as to you know what the community lot was like in general mm. and yeah sort of went from there but it, it's been sort of a little bit tricky sort of I guess reorientating myself again moving over here and then sort of seeking out the community and and you know as I said that's only sort of really happened in the last sort of six to, to 12 months so you know it's taken quite a few years to get to the point that I'm at now um, but I kind of look at it as a really positive sort of turning point due to sort of what I've been involved in uh, and and kind of what I can sort of foresee the f- future sort of being like in terms of you know what I guess exciting things mm. you know we can really sort of sink our teeth into. And what are they? Do you, are you... Um, I, I, I definitely think what Gippsland Pride Initiative's been doing has, has been super successful and I think we've you know, collectively created a really good formula. So I would see sort of more of the same. Um, you know, we might need to sort of step it up at a next sort of level. Uh, and then um, obviously being the, the founder of uh, Gippsland's Day Out, and you know, involving Gippsland Pride Initiative uh, into that sort of concept, I can definitely see that hopefully becoming an annual uh, event. Um, but of course, you know, until it's on next weekend, we're not really going to sort of know what the results are. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the the hype's really positive. You know, we've got all the 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 key players on board. You know, it's been well advertised, so I really can't see it not being super successful like we're hoping it to be. This is the Gibson Day yeah. Out. Yeah, and Saturday, so next Saturday, the 11th of February at uh, the Gippsland Performing Arts Centre in Tralgan. Yeah, okay. And did you say that you were the founder of the Gippsland yes. Day Out? Yes, okay. so it, like after um, we had Pride of Maui, which was an initial sort of uh, interagency connective type event I kind of threw the idea out there that it would be really good if we could combine what we sort of started to create um, with that sort of interagency connection and then apply that to um, a community event so you kind of get the best of both worlds 
so that kind of I wasn't necessarily thinking it uh, of being a sort of serious sort of concept, but I just wanted to sort of throw the idea out there to see what kind of um, feedback uh, I would get. And I was really surprised um, the positive feedback that I was getting. And it really started to develop from some maybe sort of I wouldn't necessarily say harebrained concept, but <laughs> it kind of developed itself very quickly. Um, you know, I was talking to the, the, the initial key players like the uh, Latrobe City Council. They were super positive and supportive of it. Um, and then it then sort of developed with Gippsland Pride Initiative taking uh, the event on um, with me obviously being one of the, the sort of key players and, mm -hmm. and putting that together, mm. um, which I feel has been super beneficial and it, it's kind of sort of notched it up a couple of levels from sort of where it was initially sitting. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's I've kind of painted it as uh, the Midsummer Carnival, um, but on a smaller regional scale. Beautiful. But sort yeah. of, you know, having those sort of similar elements mm. um, that the carnival has. Mm -hmm. Is that, that that's been big? Because before in our conversation, you described yourself as someone who's um, a little bit not uh, involved. What did you? How did you describe it? Sort in, of, yeah. In I, the I background. Yeah, I, I tend to to not sort of put myself yes. out there and and sort of you know be loud and yes. and. Um, but, yeah. but being a founder of the Gippsland Day Out it, it's requires... Kind of, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of flipped everything <laughs> on its head a right. little bit. So it's, has it called you to sort of pull up, you know, um, change yourself? Or is it part of you that's been there that hasn't had the opportunity to come out? Yeah, I, I think that might be more the case where I've had those kind of hidden sort of abilities but not had... The, the opportunity to sort of uh, apply them mm. um, and and sort of use them and it's it's really interesting I've kind of really grown and developed as a person being involved in the uh, SES because I've I've sort of picked up a whole lot of new skills or developed skills that I didn't necessarily knew that I had mm. especially around. The, the community engagement space and uh, sort of, you know, getting amongst it and, and talking to members of the community and um, being sort of, yeah, more out there and more amongst it than potentially mm. what I may have been doing. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of um, a little bit ironic because I never kind of figured that I'd be heading in this um, particular direction, but it's, yeah, it's weird. It's almost like the universe is aligned a little bit okay. and these opportunities have come up and I've kind of grabbed them and, you know, sort of developed them and then spoke to the right people and, you know, sort of got everyone on board. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's taken off to what's going to be happening next weekend. Wow. What are you most proud of? Um... I don't know. I, I don't think there's one particular thing that I'm most proud of. I guess probably proud of the point that I'm at now, but also proud in the fact of the little bit that I'm 
helping to achieve or do um, is sort of starting to make a, a fundamental difference. So I think that's probably the important part mm. is, you know, if you didn't have people like myself and, and Caitlin out there, you know, talking to the right people, planning all these events, you know, sort of aligning everything, mm. it, it um, doesn't really sort of give other people the opportunity to sort of get amongst it like today, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm. And through your own eyes, why do you think, these events and initiatives are so important in regional areas? I think it's creating that sort of connectiveness that may not necessarily be there or may have not been there for a while. So it's it's giving um, people the opportunity to reconnect and, and um, you know, talk to other people who have, you know, similar interests and... Um, you know, like today, it's it's something really simple in terms of the elements of that they're being, you know, put together. But like, you know, look at all the people that are here. Someone from the outside might just say, "Oh, it's just a bunch of people getting in a garden and having pizza, and what's the big deal?" You know. But what would you say to that? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, it it's like I guess look at how happy everyone is and you know we've got some really like it's a really great vibe mm-hmm. um you know we've got dane down there uh singing um you know you've got the i guess it sort of uh tweaks all your senses because you can smell the wood fire pizza oven and then you can sort of you know walk through the lanes of uh, all the raised gardens and um, you know, have those conversations with people and, you know, despite the fact that it's drizzling a little bit, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So it's, I guess it's those simple things that make that big sort of difference. And I've overheard some people say this is their first out experience yep. ever. And I think one person I heard that from, they were in... They looked to be maybe in their 70s. Yeah. So it's significant, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's probably more significant in in that respect, in, in a way, um, because, you know, not everyone's the same and it, it can take people longer than others to get to that point where they're comfortable to put themselves in this kind of environment. So, you know, I guess it's important for us to create that warm, welcoming, kind of inclusive environment that, you know, people in that kind of situation feel supportive enough and comfortable enough to mm-hmm. put themselves in, in, in this kind of um, environment that we've got mm. today. Mm. Obviously, everyone's had their own unique lived experience, mm. but getting together people who have had some similar challenges yep. in coming out or being able to freely express who they are. Like, yeah, what does that do when you bring people together in one space? And, and have you seen the difference it makes in people's lives? Yeah, I, I think it creates a really, I guess, unique energy and it gives people the opportunity to kind of connect as peers and 
share those sort of lived experiences and not necessarily um, counsel each other, but, you know, it's nice sometimes just connecting with someone that you've not necessarily met before and, you know, kind of share a few, you know, personal sort of lived experiences. Um, And I don't know, it might be a way of sort of starting that healing process to a degree, I think. Mm. Yeah. Which is, you know, super kind of exciting. And it's, um, I guess it reinforces why we kind of, in a way, put on these types of events Mm. when, you know, you can get that kind of um, sort of small, I guess, benefit, but it makes a really big difference on the sort of broader picture. Because there is a a real, um, I guess, could be danger Mm. of being isolated. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, this is kind of a way of, of, you know, maybe starting to break down that sort of isolation barrier and, you know, give um, someone the opportunity to, to kind of feel, I guess, supportive and inclusive. Mm. Yeah. I was talking to some people yesterday and they used the term, you know, living your best life. Mm. Do you feel like you're living your best life? I, I certainly think I'm getting there. I'm probably not quite at that point, but, you know, as I said, probably the last six to 12 months has made a sort of significant difference. Um, so it's, you know, super exciting what, you know, 2023, the remainder will bring, but also, you know, what potentially we can start planning for 2024 as well. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, potentially if you were to ask me that question, maybe in, you know, six to 12 months time, I think my answer might be a little bit sort of more slightly different. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited and, and pumped as to, you know, what's, uh, gonna sort of be happening this year, but also, um, potentially what I can help build within the Gippsland Pride Mm. Initiative space as well. What would you say, if you could describe the Jason now and the Jason six years ago, Yeah. what would you say the differences? Uh, Sort of vastly um because obviously at that point i was probably maybe stuck in a rut a little bit in new zealand and i'd sort of resisted the the urge to a degree to move over to australia and was kind of doing my own thing which was you know i was quite sort of happy to do um i was a volunteer of saint john over uh in new zealand as well so i was kind of doing my thing but yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like the universe sort of shifted a little bit and sort of gave me the the indication that maybe it was time to, to move. So I'm kind of glad that I kind of listened to those kind of hidden messages to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, I I don't think I would be in the, the same sort of position I am like right now, six years down the track. So, yeah, it's kind of weird in a way to kind of think what I was sort of thinking about six years ago to what I'm sort of thinking about now, but also what I'm sort of involved in mm-hmm. too. Mm. Have you surprised yourself? 
Yeah, I, I have. Um, cause you know, as I said, I've kind of brought up all these kind of hidden, some of them might be talents more, but more so sort of interests and skills that I didn't necessarily think that I had, um, that, you know, all of a sudden I'm out there and sort of amongst it and, Weirdly, I never used to be very good at public speaking, but that's becoming a lot more sort of comfortable and, you know, sort of getting up and talking to people and getting out there and trying to sort of get my sort of messages across mm. too. So, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like it's a, almost like a there are stages of for you of coming out. Mm. And coming out and yep. coming out. Yep. Yeah. Would yeah. You say yeah, that? yeah, definitely. And yeah. I, I still probably think there's probably more of that to to happen. Um as I kind of get more and more involved in these kind of activities and, and sort of look forward to the future and and I guess as a volunteer it's it's super exciting to see what kind of opportunities I might have within the emergency services but you know sort of potentially aim to to towards getting a paid role as well because i think that might make a bit of a sort of significant difference what does pride mean to you yeah that's tricky i think Something like today represents that. I don't think you necessarily need to be sort of, I don't know, not to sound sort of derogatory or you don't necessarily need to be out there sort of waving the rainbow flag. You know, it can be something simple like today, providing a, a sort of supportive, supportive and comfortable space where people can connect. And, you know, it's, um, that's kind of super exciting and, and I guess gives you a real sort of, um, warmth in the sense of your, your sort of making a difference in something small like this. Mm. And is there anything that you'd like to tell your teenage self? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, again, that's really tricky question to answer but I think probably I don't know maybe give myself a little bit of a break in the sense of um take up sort of more opportunities and maybe sort of um put myself out there a bit more and and maybe not be so sort of passive in the sense of sort of standing in the shadows because mm. I might have been a little bit more surprised with you know what I sort of had I guess inside me in the sense of you know being able to sort of put myself out there mm-hmm. I might have sort of developed not necessarily developed but sort of found that sooner mm. but then you know I def- I also don't think that maybe is a is a negative either Mm. it might have just taken the time to kind of follow the little sort of track that i've been on to get to the point that i sort of am now Mm. so yeah it's 
as I say, it's super mm. exciting. Has there any been any particular individual <clears throat> that's helped you with your personal journey of being able to? Um, I think definitely Caitlin has helped that because, um, you know, we had the opportunity to um, connect um, sort of a bit sort of past mid last year and then, you know, being a committee member, um, her and I have worked to, together quite closely, you know, putting all the logistics together for the, the, the events, you know, that, uh, GPI have been putting on. Um, so yeah, she's given me, um, a lot of support and, um, I guess strength in a way to sort of show the kind of skills and abilities that I've got that I, you know, didn't necessarily sort of acknowledge, but also, um, the, the other, um, committee members that I've sort of connected with as well. I kind of, I guess, feel a lot more comfortable sort of being in that environment than, you know, what I did necessarily before. Mm. So yeah, it's, um, super cool and exciting and yeah, I guess I'm, um, kind of lost for words a little bit because I'm kind of, yeah, really thrilled to be, you know, a part of a great group of people. Here in the Gibsland, yeah? Yeah. In the Valley, yeah? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like, um. Well, because I've just come from places like uh, Ballarat and Bendigo and Kyneton and Castlemaine yeah. where the road has already been paved. Yes. And it feels like talking to Caitlin and yourself that you are paving the road. Yes. Yeah. And, and there's a lot more grit and hard work and, yeah. you know, minds to change and yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, we, I kind of feel that we've barely started and, and sort of barely scratched the surface. So, um, I think Gippsland as, as a whole is, um, sort of way behind the, the, the likes of Ballarat and Bendigo. Um, and you know, th there's a few areas to focus on more so than others. Um, but that will sort of. Um, I guess get better over time um, but yeah definitely we're sort of um, yeah laying those kind of foundations <laughs> and you know at the very sort of early stages of that but you know something like today certainly is a really great sort of starting point and and helps that sort of initial process. Mm. So you're ready to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and, you know, I've been throwing myself uh, in it probably since late last year. And, you know, obviously before that, there's been months of planning with Gippsland's Day Out. Um, and, you know, it's it's amazing how quickly time has gone from when I first sort of started talking about it to the fact that is like next weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's super, mm. super exciting. Can't and wait. 
are you able to, I mean, I don't know your relationship with your family back home, but is it something that you can share with them and say, hey, I'm just at a really good place in my life and I'm doing, making a difference and mm. they, are you really supportive of that with you? Yeah. So yeah. I'm quite lucky because I've got um, more friends than family over in New Zealand, but I've also got family on the Gold Coast. Uh, and I've got um, family in other parts of Victoria. So um, I'm quite fortunate in, in the respect that I can sort of share that, but also um, I, I'm making a real sort of positive difference within SES as well and been able to share sort of what I'm doing with my SES colleagues. And, yeah, it's it's like it's super exciting i know i keep crashing the word exciting, <laughs> exciting. but, but it, it yeah. you know it really really is mm. so you know as i said um it, it's yeah it's going to be really interesting to see where things are at um later this year and early next year compared to where we are now um you know in terms of the development that we you know further do and um, the, the more opportunities that we have to connect people like today mm. as well. Mm. Well, well, thank you so much for sharing today. And yeah. Thank you. No, it's been, it's been great. It's, mm. Appreciate the, um, the, the opportunity to, to be able to share. This podcast is released every Tuesday and Friday and could not have been possible without the support of our local community partners, Midsummer and the Fair of Victoria portfolio of the Victorian State Government. Throughout the series, you will hear firsthand the successes, hopes, dreams, fears and struggles of diverse members of our community. Pride Finder, the Rainbow Road Trip was a travelling project commissioned during the 2023 Midsummer Festival as part of the State Government's initiative, Victoria's Pride. Helen Thomas, an award-winning creative audio producer, journalist and queer ally, developed a mobile story studio with the purpose of encouraging connection, cultivating empathy and preserving people's experiences. As much of Victoria's queer history relies on verbal recount, Midsummer, Helen and the Pride Finder connected with regionally living LGBTQIA plus Victorians to help capture their unique stories. These conversations are frank, honest and reflect the language, thoughts, history and opinions of the individual. Views may not be shared by Midsummer or the Victorian State Government. Please keep yourself safe and refer to the show notes for specific triggers related to each episode. If something in this podcast has made you feel uncomfortable or brought up challenging feelings, please seek support from a loved one or from one of the helplines listed at the bottom of the show notes.